The Astros are running a half-off beer special for Thirsty Thursday for the rest of the season. You're damn right. Hit that ad. Let's get it going. Welcome back to another edition of the number one podcast in your headphones, Prime Brulee. That's right. Don't ever get it twisted. Don't ever play yourself. I'm your host, Premobot of the Play Call Network. And you already know after a week off, we got a lot to talk about. About to be spicy. <laughs> so yeah, fam or not. Nah. Last episode, we talked about Ezekiel Elliott's holdout. Well, it's still going on. And the new report is that he is ready to sit out games if he doesn't get a deal. Of course, everyone's honoring these threats now these days after Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell weighed in, supporting Zeke's mission, saying, quote, they got to pay up, period, end quote. Listen, I'm absolutely a yeah fam here. Listen, you son of a bitch. What the fuck's your problem? Like I said before, get paid. You get maybe one opportunity as a running back. And this guy is arguably the best. You want to sit there and nitpick? Maybe Saquon Barkley, maybe Kamara, maybe McCaffrey. But the fact of the matter is, Ezekiel Elliott's in the conversation for best at his position. And the Cowboys fucking need him. They built their whole team around having someone like him. If you think he's replaceable, you really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And the fact that Jerry Jones and his fucking spawn, the bane of my existence, continue to downplay this is infuriating. Two rookie running backs in Tony Pollard and Mike Weber aren't going to get the job done equal to Ezekiel Elliott. Jerry Jones already played this game once with Emmett Smith back in the day, who did sit out games to get a new contract, and did end up getting a contract back when four years, $13 million was a lot. What did the Cowboys do that season? Win a fucking Super Bowl. Let's not squander a couple games. Don't have Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin to bail your ass out right now. Pay the fucking man and let's get it going. It's fucking ridiculous. Cowboys fans have to deal with this. Literally have top players at so many position groups. Running back. Wide receiver. Offensive line. Defensive line, linebackers, secondary, all boxes checked some of the top players at their position. What box isn't checked? Our fucking front office. (laughs) Jerry Jones and his spawn are the bane of our existence and are the only ones that can undo what is a promising season. They need Zeke and they're somehow going to fuck this up. Just like they always do. Because it's always fucking about them. As much as they claim it's about Super Bowls, it's never fucking about that. Every single time we have a chance. This is the same group that wasted Tony Romo's career. Now, flirting with danger. Not paying Ezekiel Elliott what he wants and what he frankly fucking deserves. You built a whole team with an incredible offensive line around the run game. You have this unique combination of very young talent. Some on their rookie deals. A window that closes so quick in the NFL we've seen time and time again. And you want to fucking waste it. Proving that you have all the power. Fine, you fucking do, Jerry. 
Nobody's questioning that. Most valuable franchise. It's time you fucking win. It's been 25 goddamn years. How many times can you try to prove you have a bigger wiener just to do this bullshit? Sign fucking Zeke. Sign Dak. And sign Amari Cooper. Get this shit done. Steam has a real chance only for you to fuck it up. Just because you like hearing the sound of your fucking scratchy ass voice and your son's like being in the center of attention just like their pop. In summary, yeah fam. Zeke, keep holding out. Get your fucking money, man. And you deserve it. Only two this week. Yeah fam or not, NBA.com released their all-decade team from 2010 to 2019. We'll be starting a new season that will culminate in 2020. So NBA.com released... Their first, second, and third teams. They're as follows. First team, all decade, 2010 to 2019. LeBron, King Snake, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, James Harden, and... What it do, baby? That's right. Our dude, Kawhi. The second team was Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, the Brow, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, and Carmelo Anthony. Third team, all decade, was D-Wade, Kobe, Paul George, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Obviously, first team, yeah, fam, easy. Lagarde, KD, Steph Harden, and our boy what it do, baby? Kawhi. But overall, I'm kind of a nah here. How do you leave off Dirk Nowitzki, man? And you have LaMarcus Aldridge on here? I mean, dude went from one forgettable town to another in his career, and that's for a reason. Petty alert, petty alert, petty alert. And I don't think I'd necessarily put Carmelo Anthony on the second team here. Leave off Dirk Nowitzki, Clay Thompson, in exchange fucking LaMarcus Aldridge? I don't know. First team, easy, home run, got it. But overall, I'm a nod to this one. I think this team could have been a little bit more well thought out. Granted, this is just NPA.com's all-decade team. Nothing happens from this, but that's what's so good, being behind a mic and a keyboard, baby. And have fun with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, it's time for Likey, No Likey, Hate It. First up, Likey to Ohio State Basketball's alumni team, Carmen's Crew, winning the basketball tournament, or TBT, and a whopping $2 million cash prize. So cool to see... Some of the players not so long ago that helped Ohio State's program rise to great lengths win and be teammates again. My next likey is the Astros acquiring pitcher Zach Greinke from the Arizona Diamondbacks. He joins Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole on a staff poised to have an incredible 1-2-3 punch this postseason. Obviously, knock on wood. Obviously, you love to see it. And obviously, go Strohs. What it do, baby? You already know I'm thrilled for this next one. Likey to the man. Half man, half amazing. Vince Sanity. Vince Carter officially signed with the Atlanta Hawks on a one-year deal. He will play in his record 22nd season, the most in NBA history. Once he suits up, he'll pass Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Willis, and Robert Parrish for that honor. 
And if he plays in a game after the new year in 2020, he'll be the first player in NBA history to appear in a game in four different decades. Also, after he turns 43 in January, he'll be the first 43-year-old to play in the NBA since Kevin Willis in 2007. And if and when he dunks, he'll be the oldest player to do so in games since Willis. Like he couldn't like it anymore. I hope he gets his pomp and circumstance just like D-Wade got this year. He deserves it. My guy, Vinsanity. I already ran it on this, but it's never enough times. No likey. And this is from John Machada. He said, in a tweet, Jerry Jones, when asked if anything has changed with Dak, Zeke, Amari contract situations, quote, no, not at all. We're just a game and a day closer to getting back to Dallas, end quote. Uh, oh, all right. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Super cool. Yep. So they've gotten as much done in the front office as I have from my couch behind this microphone, behind this keyboard. God. <laughs> All right. No, no, it's fine. It's like the, the dog in the burning room just, yeah, it's fine. And then you have the quarterback, Dak Prescott, reportedly turning down $30 million per year. And then a report since has been refuted, but initially surfaced that he was looking for $40 million a year. What world are we living in? And what is in the fucking water in Dallas? Like, is it ever possible for me to just enjoy an offseason? Like, what? New England Patriots fans, what? what's that like? What's it like to not have to worry? I don't... I just want that so desperately. Something's always got to be messed up, doesn't it? All right. My hate it goes to, you love to hate them. I understand they're good. But Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney did not send former quarterback Kelly Bryant a ring from last year's national championship season. Their 15-0 dominating season culminating in a national championship. Clemson coach Dabo said that the decision not to send Former quarterback Kelly Bryant a national championship ring was simple and shouldn't be construed as anything other than Bryant was no longer a part of the team. Quote, he wasn't on the team. You've got to be on the team to get a ring. I love Kelly and appreciate what he did for us, but he decided to move on. End quote. Right. So just he decided. So in your world, Dabo, the dude that went 16-2 and for you in 4-0 and in that very national championship season – just was supposed to sit on the bench when he did nothing to warrant being demoted. Nothing. The man knew the four-game rule and saved his eligibility with aspirations to make it to the next level. And you want to be hit with this. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. And before you even ask, you're not even on the team. This is fucking ridiculous. This dude is a college student doing what's best for him and his family, and you said he wasn't part of the fucking team? How easy would it be for you to just send a fucking ring to the guy who helped you to four of your 15 starts and wins? This is what we're doing? And don't even come at me with the participation trophy bullshit. You and I both know this does not fit that mold. 
this dude helped you, didn't make a big fuss, then decided to transfer because it was best for him. He's run out of eligibility, did nothing to deserve a demotion. And you want to say he wasn't part of the team? He decided to move on or you fucking did, Dabo? What was he supposed to do in that scenario? Hold a clipboard like a good little boy? A dude that has plenty of talent to start somewhere else? What kind of bullshit is this? Oh, it's only what you do for me. But the minute, the fucking minute you do something for yourself, nah, fuck you, right? But you, Dabo, can leave a job whenever you theoretically wanted to for more money. This guy can't do what's best for him to try to get a starting job, which, by the way, a new job when he didn't do anything to lose the first one. What kind of fucking world, what kind of lesson does that teach? If we don't want participation trophies, fine. But what lesson does that teach when you did nothing to deserve a demotion and then when you take your opportunities elsewhere, you're considered moving on? This, get your fucking head out of your ass. Dabo not just lo- not too long ago was claiming to be some kind of fucking underdog and now all of a sudden he wants to act like a fucking prick? Dabo will install a slide in his fucking facility, won't send a ring to a guy that was part of your team. Got it. Just so we're fucking clear. Alright, it's our favorite time. Joker, hit it, baby. First up on You Played Yourself, the NCAA and the new Rich Paul rule. So, the NCAA issued a memo to agents not too long ago outlining new certification requirements to represent players testing the NBA draft water. So, college prospects can go through combines, be evaluated, and decide whether they want to stay in the NBA draft pool or return to school. Plenty of players do it. It's a great idea. Let's a player think twice before they maybe make a mistake and go undrafted. So in the memo obtained by ESPN, the NCAA outlined new criteria for agents. A bachelor's degree, NBA Players Association certification for at least three consecutive years, professional liability insurance, and Completion of an in-person exam taken at the NCAA office in Indianapolis in early November. So the bachelor's degree requirement has led some to refer to that initial requirement as the Rich Paul rule. Paul, who represents LeBron, Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, and the Wote Draymond Green, among others, and also recently brought his clutch sports group under the United Talent Agency umbrella, began working with James a couple years after high school and didn't graduate from college. So according to that initial criteria, Paul wouldn't have been able to represent underclassmen testing the NBA draft waters. So initially, Lagod weighed in on the new certification via social media, saying, can't stop, won't stop, they big mad and scared. Nothing will stop this movement and culture over here. Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag the Rich Paul rule. Oh, what's that? A double you played yourself. Uh, you played yourself within a you played yourself. A you played yourself inception. The NCAA amended its agent, certifica- agent certification requirements. So, very recently stated the bachelor's degree is no longer required 
to represent the players testing the process as long as the agent is certified by the NBA Players Association. That's right, a double you played yourself. It was a stupid rule to begin with, and they got called out so much that they had to change it. You fucking played yourself, NCAA. You love to see it. You hate to see it for you. <laughs> oh, here's a little smaller you played yourself. So Trevor Bauer, right after that sound it. Petty alert, petty alert, petty alert. For hurling the ball over the center field wall, got traded by the Indians to the Reds. Did not make another start. His last start and last memory as an Indian was tossing, launching a baseball over the center field wall. All right. Now we're getting into the heat of this, all right? You played yourself goes to David Griffin. So the current New Orleans Pelicans executive vice president detailed the challenges of his three seasons working with LeBron James as Cleveland Cavaliers general manager, saying, quote, Everything we did was so inorganic and unsustainable and frankly not fun. I was miserable. Literally the moment we won the championship, I knew I was going to leave. There was no way I was going to stay around for any amount of money, end quote. Listen, you son of a bitch. What the fuck's your problem? So Griffin told Sports Illustrated that he believes LeBron James winning a title in his home state affected his mindset on the court and wondered whether James was more preoccupied with other priorities. Quote, there wasn't a lot else for him. Listen, you son of a bitch. I don't think he's the same animal anymore about winning. End quote. What the fuck's your problem? Okay, let me take a deep breath here. So this man, who was the fucking main reason you have a ring, is someone you have the audacity to blame? To blindside? The same dude who endorses your wife's business ventures, who publicly vouched for you to stay in Cleveland e- even after he left. Petty alert, petty alert, petty alert. Blaming LeBron James instead of Dan fucking Gilbert? That's fucking rich. But while we're at it, sure, you made a few moves that NBA 2K could have told you to. But do you have a fucking championship ring without this man you just called out? Did you have this reputation and immediate employment before this? Would the Pelicans have been so in love with you if not for LeBron James? Shut your fucking unappreciative spoiled ass up. What fucking world do we live in where a superstar like LeBron James has to take this level of criticism? What kind of fucking delusional goddamn world do we live in? I've never seen this before. Like this man just takes so much unwarranted fucking bullshit just pulled out of the deepest darkest reaches inside your assholes that he has to take and hear all this how has this man not gone crazy i'm going crazy thinking about how ridiculous people are like you you guys want to find find the weirdest shit to criticize lebron james for david griffin has a goddamn nba championship ring and the one guy you could put most of the responsibility for earning that on is who you decide to call out? What fucking world is this? Where where did people energy go, man? These like I'm running these fucking energy checks. I'm keeping tabs on all you fucking ridiculous assholes.
Petty alert, petty alert, petty alert. I can't wait to watch the guy, James. He's, I know he's energy checking just like your boy. Blaming LeBron, James. Get the fuck out of here. Knew you were going to leave. Hey, go fuck yourself. I hope the Pelicans fucking suck. <laughs> Next up on You Played Yourself, the fucking Snakes of Oakland. They re-signed the WOAT, Draymond Green, to a four-year, $100 million extension. Confirmed Snakes of Oakland and villains for four additional years because they have the WOAT. Also, the WOAT might have been able to attract more money if you waited to hit free agency. So, double You Played Yourself, Draymond, the WOAT Green. Alright, this You Played Yourself is a little bit lighter. It goes to MLB playoff contenders, certain ones. So I got this from my dude Josh Lento, at LentoJT. Had to shout the man out. So he overheard this, that there are two indicators of a team's playoff potential success. They are run differential and record versus above 500 teams. If your team isn't towards the top in run differential or if they don't beat good teams, better luck next year. So at the time... These are not fully updated, but as recent as last week, the top five in run differential were, in this order, the Dodgers, Astros, Twins, Yankees, and Rays. The best records versus teams above 500 were the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, A's, and Braves. I hate to burst your bubble if you're a fan of one of these teams that just got hot only to make a second wildcard slot and lose. Wait, actually, actually, I don't. I don't hate to burst that bubble. Sound it. Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. You should feel good. Obviously, we know the names that you heard in both lists. The Yankees, Dodgers, and Astros. But in summary, Ghostros. What it do, baby? Shut your playoff choking asses up, Dodgers fans. You love to see it. Y'all had to know this one was coming. You played yourself. Antonio Brown. It's time. Ain't nobody told you no recently, and here we go. First, this man's feet. How in the hell does someone get proper footwear in a cryo chamber wrong? It's in severely negative temperatures. Forget barefoot. Would you ever even wear flip-flops when it's cold outside? Like, picture even 40 degrees. Would you even do that then? These cryo chambers are negative temperatures. The fuck? How does it nobody think about that? You gotta step in the goddamn thing. Then, news broke that Brown, being out of practice and training camp altogether, was more to do about his helmet. Yes, his fucking helmet. So, the NFL has a long-standing policy that requires all players to wear helmets that have been certified by the National Operating Committee on Standards for Athletic Equipment, N-O-C-S-A-E. And the N-O-C-S-A-E won't certify Brown's helmet because it's more than 10 years old. Like all products in tech, helmets are frequently updated over time. So... AB previously wore the Shut Air Advantage. It is no longer one of the 34 helmet models approved for use in 2019. Here's the crazy shit. At the time, 
ESPN's Adam Schefter re- reported that Brown was threatening to leave football forever <laughs> because his helmet of choice is now prohibited for use. <laughs> he filed a grievance with the NFL and lost. You played yourself. Luckily, he's indicated that he plans to return to the team despite those reports he might retire and f- forego his huge contract he just signed. All right, I get comfort. But if player safety is going to be a concern, how can you justify a 10-year-old helmet? An area where new models are constantly being rolled out, tested, and improved in order to help prevent and protect against head injury? I mean, bottom fucking line, guys, like none of this debate even matters. The Players Association and the owners collectively bargain for this. Head safety is a major issue, and this is all agreed upon. This is not even up for debate. So him filing a grievance was just a fucking temper tantrum or an attempt to not be told no. So AB says the alternatives he's tried impede his vision to catch the ball. Um, His helmet has been used by some noteworthy people, um, including Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, who have both found new models or are attempting to do so. So this man, A.B., is really out here not wearing footwear in cryo chambers. And then he's throwing tantrums about a fucking helmet that everyone, newsflash everyone, has to abide by. (laughs) And, double newsflash, your player representatives agreed to. (laughs) And triple newsflash, probably safer for your fucking head. (laughs) He was really threatening to give up $30 million over a helmet. I mean, if that's your excuse, you really aren't the greatest, are you? If the equipment does matter. Heavy alert. Heavy alert. Heavy alert. All right. Now we're on to who you got and what you feeling. Last episode, I talked about fantasy football sleepers. As we approach fantasy football drafts, I talked about a position-by-position breakdown of some sleepers you could consider late. I mentioned a lot of names, but I did want to call myself out on bringing up someone like Deontay Foreman of Houston, potentially getting taking the starting role from all-glass team running back Lamar Miller. Well, I played myself because Foreman was cut by the Texans. He was picked up by the Colts, but can't really be a steal if you're not on the team I was talking about. <laughs> However, the Texans traded a fourth-round pick, which could end up being as high as a third, to the Browns for disgruntled running back Duke Johnson. Love the move. My family that are Texans fans love the move. They're going to be yelling, You smell that? Dookie, baby. I mean, just off the top of my head, probably. I don't know. Maybe. Fam. What it do, baby? Let me know what you think of that. This week, I wanted to talk about fantasy football bus. So, some players by position that you may want to avoid. Take it worth... A grain of salt. But at QB, I'm going to go with someone like Sam Darnold. I know he's not at the top of your board, but he could be enticing later in a draft or as a backup. I just think there's better value out there. Someone like Lamar Jackson would be great to have to pick up those rushing yards. The Ravens are going to run him a lot. So if you're thinking of a young quarterback, I'd probably target someone like that instead. For running back... I already mentioned him before, but all-glass team, all-star, Lamar Miller. Don't like him there. Melvin Gordon's situation doesn't look great. Don't really particularly like it right now. 
And the Broncos have just too many running backs. So if you can, unless you can get all of them, I would try to avoid those running back by committees that you're just not sure who's going to end up starting. But keep in mind, make sure you're checking depth charts when in doubt and drafting. For wide receiver, not a huge fan of Sammy Watkins in Kansas City. Mahomes loves him, some Tyreek Hill and some Travis Kelsey. Usually that leaves out Watkins, so don't really like that down the depth chart. For tight end, I can't see Eric Ebron having the production he had last year. I'll eat my words if not. I'm sorry, that's Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl tight end Eric Ebron. What it do, baby? And the other one I'm going to try to stay away from is David Njoku of Cleveland. With all the talent they've accumulated, someone's touches have to decrease, and I think he is a prime candidate for that to happen. Keep keep an eye out for maybe Jarvis Landry to have the same thing. And defense and kicker, I hate them all if you draft them anywhere but the last two rounds. Don't play yourselves. As for what I'm feeling, definitely feeling my pops getting married recently. Incredible celebration, having a new blended family. And getting to have my family in my city and hosting them. I'm out here wishing we could run it back, but that's definitely what I'm feeling. And my favorite what what I'm feeling in a long time. You know I like to wrap up episodes, my too much sense. Your advice for the week, whether you like it or not. This week, I wanted to talk about criticism. So, if you can't respond to criticism without getting defensive, you need to take some time to yourself. Sometimes criticism is meant to hurt, but a lot of times from loved ones, it'll only help you in the long run to hear the hard truth. Strive to take it in stride. Remember that. Criticism. Strive to take it in stride so that you can make a better version of yourself. But keep in mind, if you're getting defensive while you're being criticized, you probably need to take a little breather and evaluate what is being said to you and evaluate whether you're ready to hear it and improve yourself remember strive to take it in stride and that's going to wrap up another edition of the number one podcast in your headphones that's right do not get it twisted do not play yourselves i've been your host premobot of the play call network you know the drill subscribe to prem brulee subscribe to the other Play Call Network podcasts, check them out. And make sure you tell a friend and tell that friend to tell another friend about Prem Brulee. Have them subscribe. Leave a review. Give me feedback. I'd love it. And we'll talk to you next time.